I'm just going to read um, and speak just very briefly on uh, the prayer meeting in Acts chapter 4. Now, by the time we get to Acts chapter 4, up until now, um, the church, the kingdom of God, everything's been going very well. But here in Acts chapter 4, it's the first major setback because Peter and John have been forbidden by the authorities to speak in the name of Jesus. And so we read, and being let go, they, that's Peter and John, went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And as they give the report that they've been forbidden to speak in the name of Jesus, those words must have sent shockwaves through the church. Because is the kingdom of God to be thrown backwards? Is the work of the church to be stopped? So what do they do? Well, they pray. How do they pray? Verse 24, and when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. They pray one heart, one voice. And what do they pray? And they said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. So they begin with God, the God who does whatever he pleases, the God who made all things, the God who rules over all things, and then filled with this this vision of of the majesty and sovereignty of God. Well, who are these men that they should threaten? Um, They're just men. But we read on. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is within them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage, and the peoples plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. They quote Psalm 2. Why? Is it to sort of cheer themselves up? You know, the world's against them, uh, but Jesus will win in the end. They quote Psalm 2 because they root their situation in Scripture. Psalm 2 a psalm which speaks of the world's hostility and the Messiah's victory. So yes, Jesus was crucified. The world gathered in microcosm to put him to death. But was it a disaster? Did things get out of hand? Did God lose control? Did God know what he was doing? No, it was the turning of the tide because the cross fulfilled the purposes of God to do whatever your hand and your purposes determined before to be done. Because on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead, the victor over sin and death and hell. And he stepped out with a new authority, exalted to God's right hand, to reign, to rule. And from his throne, he sends down his spirit to conquer the nations, to redeem his people, to advance his empire. 
a kingdom that will conquer all. His rule is unstoppable, irresistible. Who can stand against the Lord's Christ? And so the church, united by this vision of the all-conquering Christ, they boldly plead the promises of Psalm 2, that his kingdom would come. And so they pray, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. How does God's kingdom come? Through the word, through the preaching of the word, through the bold preaching of the word. How does the spirit come? So how does the kingdom come? Through the spirit. Jesus' other self, God's personal presence and power. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Invincible, unstoppable. And their prayers are answered. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, how do you get someone's attention? Well, you might say something like this. You say, I remember when you once said. And Psalm 2, that's why they quoted, Lord, we remember what you once said when you spoke of the victory of your king and the coming of his kingdom and that the word of the king would be proclaimed to the ends of the earth and the nations would be saved, that you would give to him the nations as his inheritance. You'd save people out of every nation, kindred, tribe and tongue, the ends of the earth for his possession, the overthrowing of wickedness, the call of the gospel to kiss the son lest he be angry, the ultimate exaltation of Jesus. Well, Lord, as you have promised, we remember what you said. So let it be. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, as we pray, one heart, one voice, captured, filled with the vision of the all-conquering Christ, seated at God's right hand. Let's pray those promises down. His word, his kingdom, his spirit, his glory. Lord, just as you promised. And did you notice it was all who were at the prayer meeting who were filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness.